Legend in My Spare Time contains themes and subjects that may not be suitable for everyone listening. If you're easily offended, we suggest you get your podcast on elsewhere. Legend in My Spare Time! Motherfucker! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to a brand new edition of your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. That's right, Legend in My Spare Time, back up in this MFR. Make sure you follow us at Legend Podcast on Twitter. Make sure you use that hashtag L-I-M-S-T. And while we're on the housekeeping, the business side of things, make sure you check us out. Friday, August the 31st, when this very podcast, Legend of My Spare Time, presents me, your boy, Matt Lees versus Cancer, a night of music in aid of the Valindra Cancer Center. Every penny we raise on the night goes directly to that charity, very close to my heart. So please help us out if you can. We want you to come and enjoy the music. But look, even if you're not local and you can't make the show and you want to help out, just like a few gracious people already have done, and by the way, thank you so much to those of you have donated already by going to justgiving.co.uk slash fundraising slash Matt Lee's music. Thank you so much. Every penny helps the Valindra Cancer Center. It's Friday, August the 31st, 7 p.m. at the Pool Working Men's Club. Come out and check me out playing some tunes just like I'm known to do from time to time. Now, this week's episode is more on our musicians talking music thing, because I sat down with a good friend, a former bandmate, well, as we talk about in the actual episode, a continuing bandmate, 3D Glasses for Life, that's right, I sat down on Skype anyway, and chatted with P-Chan, who, Fanat Chan was the guitar player in my very first ever band, and the band that is still going today, because as we decided, if we're both still alive, then the band is still alive too that's right so back in high school i mean we estimate easily uh, 15 20 years since i've you know uh, played gigs with this guy and talked with this guy but we were the best of buddies it was great to catch up with him hear about what he's doing now he's playing in a brand new group called eden warsaw they are awesome they are definitely worth a listen and you can hear us talk about old times gigs that we did when we were young stupid kids as opposed to now when i'm a stupid adult but it's a great talk. I'm glad. I'm looking forward for everyone to hear it. And it was great to catch up with my buddy P. Chen. But first, let me tell you just a little story about what happened to me this morning. I see a post on Facebook. As you do, you know, you're scrolling through your Facebook page and you see things. And sometimes you only kind of half notice them. You don't fully pay attention, if you know what I mean. So in this situation, I see the scroll and the article starts with, Police are looking to speak with these men. And I'm scrolling through and my subconscious thinks, hey, that looks like me. And then I look closer and I'm like, hey, that looks like the store by my house. Hey, wait. Hey, wait, that is me. So I don't think we've shared this story on the podcast yet. But a few weeks ago, my lovely wife, Rachel, and I, before going to work, we stopped at this Tesco store uh, to get some uh, cash out, to take out some cash. There's a cash point there. We're there often. It's very close to our home. Anyway, we pull up. 
And from the corner, from, to my right, from behind a fence, comes a dude in a, all black, a hoodie with a red mask on his face and starts walking towards the Tesco. Now, the reason it jumped out at me, ironically enough, during this P-Chan chat as well, is the very red mask. The red mask that you see that he's wearing is the one that I saw in all those fucking bullshit clickbait articles when that rapper was killed. You know, Triple X Tanukin. Tennessee, Triple H, Triple H, Tennessee, Tennessee, you know, rest in peace. I mean, it's horrible he's dead, but I don't know what the fuck that name is. But anyway, in one of those articles, it was said that the guy who shot him was wearing this red mask, and that was seen in another picture of some fucking young gangbanger driving around in his car with said red mask. So the only reason I recognized it was because of those posts. Well, anyway, that's what this guy was wearing, that very same red mask. So I, of course, do the hero thing and immediately lock my car door. So Rachel and I are safe. And we watch this guy kind of sculp across the parking lot. And he enters the store. And memory could be misserving, but to me, the dude's only in there like, you know, 30 seconds to a minute. And then we see him run out of the store the opposite direction and across the road and up into a housing estate. And he's kind of running with his arms kind of doubled over in front of him. And our, th our thought was, oh, he stole some chips, some candy, whatever. And he's kind of running, running away with it. You know, like if you would just run up to a shelf in a grocery store and just grab everything with your two arms and just run with it. Um, so now that he's run away, I figure it's safe. So I get out and I go to take cash out at the cash point, you know. And as I walk around the corner, I see the, one of the staff members from Tesco coming out. And she says, he robbed us. He robbed us. And I pointed and said, well, the mofo went that way. And this very picture that we saw in this article, shared by the local newspaper and the local police, is your boy Matt Lee standing in said photo, pointing in that direction, doing the he went that away thing. And it says, police are looking to speak to these men who may have witnessed a robbery. Now, I'll let you folks know that the reason I didn't contact them was when, on the day... I read the article on the newspaper, and all the information that was in that article was all the information that I knew. I didn't know anything else, anything further. So I thought, there's no point calling. I don't know anything they don't know already. But we see the fucking article, and immediately Facebook blows up with tags and messages going, Hey, man, the fucking police are looking for you. I get one from just Johnny, of course, that says, Hey, man, the police want to talk to you. And, of course, when you first see a photo like that, even though I know I didn't do nothing, as they say, you see that photo and you think, oh, fuck, what did I do? Of course, I did nothing, but we got to talk to them now. I had to call a number. I had to make, I have to make a statement. I mean, there's a fine line between being a hero, doing the right thing, and I ain't no snitch. But that aside, of course, I will tell them everything I know, which is, of course, nothing. Just some fucking dude chav in a fucking red mask and a hoodie. I mean, I, I don't know nothing else other than that, man. You know, so it's a good thing I'm not like a, I'm not brave or uh, what's the other thing? Uh, a real man and didn't decide to go after this motherfucker because who knows what would have happened. You know, I figured he just stole some chips and some popcorn and I thought, well, fuck him. But no, turns out he robbed him at knife point and got away with 250 pounds. And now Lizzie has to go on the witness stand. You know what I mean? Allegedly. Who knows? Who knows? But now I'm sitting in the house waiting because there's a. An officer is going to contact me. So then you're on edge, right? Even though, again, you didn't do anything. It's like when you're driving your car and a police car is driving behind you and you're like, oh, fuck, even though you ain't doing nothing wrong. But now I'm just sitting around the house. It's Rachel's birthday week. She's building a ginormous Lego castle in the living room right now. Ginormous, this thing. Phenomenal. 
I'm up here editing a podcast with Pete Chan. Kind of listening for the door to think like, yo, is Officer so-and-so going to come out? And for all you friends on Facebook, thanks for all the comments making me look guilty as fuck. I mean, damn, if the Pope will read this feed, like I said on there, they're going to think twice about Lizzie. And God forbid, please, let's hope they don't listen to the podcast. Am I right, Big Jim? <sighs> all right. So anyway... One other thing for housekeeping. We had a great segment sent to us by our good friend, our longtime listener and brother, Harvey motherfucking Locust. He sent us a card trick to perform live on the podcast, and we did it. We did it last, well, we did it, we recorded it, all right? But we screwed it up, okay? Now, it was just John's fault, right? It wasn't my fault. I was just here. Uh, but inevitably, we messed up the card trick, Harvey, and we need to do it again, and then we're going to insert it into the show. All right, but as I said, man, it's it was just John's fault. Okay, it was not my fault at all. Harvey, uh, we tried to do your card trick, but Matt screwed it up. We do promise to try it again on the next episode. So uh, blame Matt. Just John, man, don't you know stitches get bitches, snitches get stitch. What? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Anyway, Harvey, we'll hit you back with the card trick. Uh, we promise. Now next week. On this very podcast, we had a we did a crossover just like they do in the comic books and shit. We crossed over with our friends over at Dinner and a Podcast. Steve, in fact, came and joined us via the magic of Skype from his work, by the way. So he's hiding out in his work, hiding from his boss, podcasting with us. The Skype connection was horrendous, but we had a really good time, really good laugh. And uh, that's going to be our next release. That's me, just Johnny, and Steve from Dinner and a Podcast. That's coming at you next week, too. So we're going to hit you two weeks in a row. So let's hit it. Enough chitter-chatter. Let's listen to me and P-Chan, the guitar player from my first ever band, 3D glasses for life, everybody. And please check out justgiving.co.uk slash fundraising slash Matt Lee's music and help us out in any way you can as I step into the ring for a title fight with cancer to raise money for the Valinger Cancer Center. All right, here we are, me and P-Chan. See you next time. Talk to you later. And uh, remember, regarding this whole Tesco thing, I didn't do it. It was not me. I'm innocent. Man, I didn't do shit. Plus, they're going to know it wasn't me because in an article it said he ran away. Motherfuckers know I ain't running anyway. Anyway. see you man yeah man it's good to see you too dude like i'm pretty stoked for all this stuff me too I, but it's it's legit being how long like am i wrong saying 10 years yeah it's way way too way too long way too long it's fucking been a long time man it's good to see you though and you're living well yeah. it looks like you're living well on facebook so that's good to see even though we're not <laughs> connected we are connected if you know what i mean so yeah Hold on, I got. I'm gonna go and get like a, a pair of headphones because uh, okay. so I can hear better. Okay, man.
So for listeners listening right now, I literally just video just video connected with P-Chan, uh, who I legit have not spoken to in, in easily 10 years, we think. Um, he was in the first band I was ever in. And we're going to sit down and talk about all that. And he's got a New Japan Pro Wrestling t-shirt on, so it's all beautiful so far. Like, were, <laughs> were you into wrestling in high school, too? Yeah, dude. You weren't even into wrestling back back in that day. No, listen, man. It's worse than that, P-Chan. I was into wrestling, what? but I never told anybody. I didn't really talk about it because I thought it was one of those things people would be like, do you fucking watch wrestling? But now looking back, I'm like, oh, it's one other thing we could have shared. I know, dude. Okay, so, like, me and my dad, that was, like, one of the common things we shared was, like, our love of wrestling. And back in the day, the Attitude Era was, like... yeah was booming right like yeah. that was when wwe was actually booking you know solid matches and not like whatever we're seeing now yeah whatever the <laughs> fuck that shit is now exactly um i keep but, trying um, to tell myself it's not just not intended for me but it's also that it's really terrible yeah i mean i think i think you know the lack of competition hopefully uh the whole the whole rise of the indies is is like gonna give them some kind of competition yeah but like really like Man, did, like, did you see? Like, did you see Raw with with Bailey and uh, and Sasha with that doctor? Like, what uh, the yeah, what hell? the doctor? What uh, Doctor Colby? Uh, yeah, Doctor Colby. He was the doctor for Daniel Bryan and Kane, right? Yeah. T now they called them Team Hell No, but me and my friends vetoed that and called them Team Friendship. Um, and oh, they had, when they had those classes, those were funny. That was a funny thing, but the Bailey Sasha thing, I'll be honest, I don't watch anymore. I listen to podcasts of dudes who sat through Raw, and when they yeah. say things like, this part was cool, I'll watch that on YouTube, because I don't have any more time in my life to sit through Monday Night Raw. I can't. I, it's like an abusive yeah. relationship. If you keep going back, it's your own fault. So I'm not oh, sitting dude. through it anymore. No you more. You know, I feel you. The, the only time, like, I, I actually, like... I do like skim through it every so often, but uh, most of the time, if unless there's uh, like like on Twitter or something or in social media, everyone says this match you need to watch. That's when I'll I'll, I'll go back yeah. and watch it, but it hasn't happened in quite a while. So a long time. And the thing now is spoilers. So if something gets spoiled for me, then I don't get that moment of that markout moment, as you say. So then it's not as exciting anymore. The last one, which I think. And we've gotten sidetracked on wrestling right away. We will talk music I too, I promise. But you know, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. But anyway, no, it's gone. What was I gonna wrestling That's all right. back then? <laughs> Storytelling. Uh, Jesus. Well, anyway, you know, and I know you don't edit this show, so at all. <laughs> this is just kind of, yeah, <laughs> which I think is amazing. Look, and you know, I I kind of I, I was just saying like uh, sorry, no, I wasn't. I wasn't just saying, but I was just gonna tell you. I was like, I'm. I'm kind of behind on episodes because, like, I've just been pretty busy, as you know. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, running running a company kind of uh, kind of takes a lot of your time. But um, I just realized, like, you were editing some kind of Halloween episode on your iPad. Like, what? Yeah. Do you not have a computer anymore? Uh, like, what's I what's, have a what's, what's no? The deal? Listen, man, because you, I was pro. Anyway, it's a shit. I have a shitty laptop made by HP that's in my wife's favorite color of purple. And video on this thing does not happen at all. However, I find iMovie fairly easy to use. I mean, generic oh, yeah, and yeah. basic, but really easy to use. But the only iDevice, quote unquote, that I have is an iPad. 
16 gig iPad, let me tell you as well. So I'm on a 16 gig iPad trying to edit a 30 minute HD video. And going yeah, into it, I, I was like, that's probably going to be really hard. Coming out of it, I'm like, that's fucking impossible. It doesn't happen. So I got to the point I, where I was making segments, yeah. mixing them down to a smaller file, moving everything else into the cloud, then adding that file to the next group, and then, to the, oh my goodness. Like the modern Dude, day equivalent then, of taping one cassette to another and switching them back and taping them again. That's KBR. Oh. And, and you know what's crazy about that is uh, like that, that happened to fail for you and Rachel talked you into to continuing working with it. So I thought that was like really awesome. No, and I'm glad I, you yeah, continued it. Because I genuinely threw a man's drop, like arms crossed. I was like, I'm not fucking doing this. Fuck this episode. <laughs> I don't even care. Tapping my toes. And Rachel's the one going, come on, man. And I'm like, no, I don't care. No one's going to watch it anyway. Fuck the iPad and fuck the, I don't want to even do the podcast anymore. And then, of course, she talks to me. Oh, man. But it was a yeah. lot of work. And by the and by the way, say hi to Rachel for me, you know? I, I will. I also legitimately haven't seen or said or seen, said hi, whatever, in way longer than that. Yeah, I don't you even, know. You know, go ahead. No, no, I was just I was just saying, I think I think the last time I legitimately saw you in person was uh, you ran a show at the circus room. And I don't know if you remember this. You ran a show at the circus room. Right. You booked you booked our old my old band uh, called Asher. And uh, you booked Mandipal as well, who yeah. played who played a one hour acoustic set with three covers, by the way. Right. And uh, we it didn't end up actually going on to like nearly one in the morning, which is the worst. But right. Uh, by the way, I love Mandipal. Anyways, that was the last time I think I saw you. Right. Was was that was that show? Um, yeah, I remember all the circus room shows, but they're all kind of one for me, if you know what I mean. It's all part of one patchy memory that, like, it seems like everybody was at one gig I did, but they're kind of all the gigs I did over those few years. But I do remember yeah. the name, and I do remember our boy Mandipal going on for a long fucking time. Yeah, and I was just like, bro, you're playing an acoustic set with three three cover songs. I think your set's too long. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we tr- we actually, like, hilarious, hilarious. We did try to switch with them because our set was only, like, 30 minutes long. And, uh... He was like, "No, nah, man." And then I gotta, I gotta like bounce like right afterwards. And then like, uh, fuck, man, do I not set. miss those days of gigs? Like, cause so many <laughs> no, gigs back then were I like don't. that. And so many times I wanted to just George Costanza and be like, "No, fuck you. My set is now nine o'clock. Get your shit off the stage, cause I want to fucking play and go back home." But you can't really <laughs> be that way, cause then you're not getting along with the fucking, you know, yeah, the 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 scene anymore. Um, yeah, fuck. But yeah, let's let's. For the people listening, let's jump just back just to the beginning. We met in fucking high school. Uh, yep. P-Chan here has known both myself and my wife for fucking ages, like more than 10, yep. right? I mean, I was class way of 2000, yeah, so, you know, I graduated before you, and that was in 2000. That's eight years ago, so fuck, it must, you know, maybe going on 20 years roughly for, you know. Uh, so we meet uh, when I'm running the radio station in high school. And uh, our boy Terry comes in, uh, is also there, who uh, was fucking, came second place in fucking Top Chef Canada, was it? Or Master yep. Chef, Top Chef Canada? It was, it was Top Chef Canada. What's up Shouts with our boy T? Yeah, man, we were watching yeah, that man, being that like, that's crazy. a boy. You go get that shit. So uh, he and myself were running the radio station. You came in for an interview. It was pretty laid back. I'm laid back now. I was even more laid back then. Uh, and uh, you kind of came in and you were like, yo, can I be in the radio club? And I was like... Yeah, uh, cool. And Terry's like, yo, P-Chan's got his own car, man. I was like, yo, P-Chan, can I get a ride home after school? Yeah, man. Cool, well, you're in. 
I think that was it, wasn't it? And didn't you have yeah, to, did you buy Terry was, a chocolate bar? It. And did you buy Terry a chocolate bar? Or something? It was something like that. And then it's it's cheesy to say the rest is history, but that's basically when we became boys and just started hanging out yeah. all the time. Um, sadly, not sharing our love of wrestling, but we did share our love of music. Um, yep. And uh, our my la- the last episode I put out, I interviewed uh, Chris Hindle from the, the Chicago Blues Brothers, a tribute act. And we were talking music and gigs and all that kind of thing. And I came away from that conversation genuinely thinking about you because you were the first one I ever did a quote-unquote gig with. Uh, you Because you were the first one that I'd always like sung at home and played guitar, like, tinily. I was never a good guitar player. I never got any better, by the way, um, from when you remember me I, playing yo, guitar. Yo, listen. You got you to gotta give yourself some more credit for that, like... You back in the day, like I could legitimately say, you back in the day could not play guitar. But nowadays, I like like I said, I went back to listen to the demos you post on YouTube. Dude, you can play guitar. You're good. Uh, I'm, I'm like, all give right. yourself give yourself a little bit more credit, man. All right. It's it's funnier to be hard on myself though, isn't it? But <laughs> What, what I meant was, like, I'd never really played in front of anyone other than, like, my parents, and they're supposed to say, yeah, that's good. Um, but you were the first one where we jammed and I sang, and you were like, yo, you got a rad voice. You should do this. We should, we should play yeah. somewhere. And I never thought anybody – I never had the, the balls or whatever to do that. Uh, but then we did it um, with uh, a cover – covers. I don't know if you remember. I remember the exact set. I remember them. So we started with uh, You Sang Glycerin. Yes, I did. Uh, and then we busted into fucking Edwin McCain. I'll yep. be. Which, let's let's leave humility aside. We fucking rocked that place with that song. Oh, yeah. Like, people <laughs> were like, place. we were like, shit, you can fucking sing. And I was like, right? So it was, fu- it was like, I, when I did gigs in Canada years later, I was still hearing people mention that fucking song in that fucking, or whatever it was, the cafeteria that day. Um, when we fucking rocked it as of course 3d glasses which is a fucking rad name for a band you know oh, so yeah. but That's yeah so name. we played our first gigs ever at like those uh what did they used to call them assemblies or whatever it was and you know people would do fucking speeches and that then- was that was actually the christmas show which was kind of hilarious because i played well we both played songs that had nothing to do with christmas whatsoever. no we didn't at all yeah <laughs> And we did. Uh, we went on after that to do a couple of like the battle of the band type things. Remember? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'll never forget. Uh, I'll never forget that we played against. We were up against one of like the metal bands uh, in like the finals. The the finals, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and we beat them because it was like by overall applause. And uh, we both had a lot of like at that point. We both had a lot of buddies in school who were going to make a lot of noise anyway. So if you're going to do clap a meter. Yep. P-Chan's probably going to win at that time, so I didn't, you know, we're, we're doing fine, but I'll never forget them complaining afterwards uh, because the only prize, by the way, was that you got to play again in the cafeteria like a week later. Yep. So ultimately, <laughs> back then, I'm sure it was like, yo, we get to play the finals, and it's gonna, now it's just like, yo, we just got to play again. That's all you won is you got to do it again. But I'll, I'll never forget the other band being pissed off uh, and complaining to Dino, if you remember Dino, the head of uh, oh, Student I love Council. Dino. I remember him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that it was just a popularity contest. We were way better than them. We should have fucking won. Uh, so I, I'll never forget moments like that. It was just beautiful. And that was oh, that. Dude. I don't remember their name, obviously, but I remember they all wore leather jackets. Yep. All the time. I, I definitely. And it was I like, remember the dude just, I remember the dude sang in the most monotone voice for a Metallica cover ever, but you know. Yeah. So basically uh, 3D glasses dusted them. What's up? Yep. <laughs> That's all you can say. We we uh we covered we covered Rage Against the Machine and uh and Creed higher. That's right. And do you, is, 
It was wicked. <laughs> and I remember. Do you remember when we did it so with good. the other band and we jammed with like two drummers and everything on the at oh, the dude. Cameron Heights stage? Remember, it was Aaron uh, Peltz on the other yep. oh, on drums for us, and then there was another band playing, right? And we all kind of played the Lincoln Park song to, at the same time. Do you remember that? Man, I it, it's a blur. I can't even remember. And yeah. I was so green back in the day, and I didn't I didn't understand stage dynamics. I didn't understand like that. When you play guitar on stage with a band, you're probably not going to hear yourself most right, of the time, it's right. which is like, you know, hilarious to, to look back at. But yeah, it was like one of my favorite memories, but except I don't remember that one. But no, but it was yeah. just it was great times doing that. And I remember we used to just kind of fucking walk out on stage, sit down, do our set, walk off, like you said, because we didn't know anything about stage dynamics or like, hey, folks, how you doing? We just kind of walked out, <laughs> grabbed the mic busted our balls and just fucking left and we did it yep. at fed hall remember at the university uh i remember oh, that yes. show being dope yes. i remember that being was, scared dude, as that fuck. was great yeah you know and you know what's funny is like i can't remember how to play that stereophonic song for the life of me but you killed it that set yeah, and what, then you did a you what, did a nice little rendition of uh of uh um uh, the uh i want to dude this is really bad because it's it's a beatles song it's john john lennon uh do we do, um, we, do we do imagine yeah, I think so. All right, and we oh, we did. I, see, I don't remember the sets. I no, remember no, the you shows. did that. You did that one solo, but we did the stereophonics together with Aaron, and that was awesome. Yeah, I, I can't remember how to play that anymore. But which anyways, one was it? But, I don't even remember which one it was. I just remember it being a phonics tune. Uh, was it? Um, we all face the same way. Oh, traffic! Yes, yes that song. Rem- we did that one. Yeah, I just got chills thinking about that because I haven't thought about that in so long. Oh, wow, yeah. And that's when I actually legitimately love the stereophonics after that because you got me listening to them. Yeah. And they're still are they they're still around, right? Like yeah. I haven't listened to them in a while, but they're, yeah. they're around, but in all honesty, the last couple of albums, you know. But the no, beauty really? with them is they've had so many great albums that when you go see them, they legit play for like two and a half hours because they have so many hits and then maybe one or two off the new albums, and that's kind of okay. Uh they're still popular. I mean, they yeah. still sell out, but the last couple of albums haven't been for me. But yeah, we did that. We uh, it was it was fantastic to do, to do that back then. We were just fucking young pups, man. And I remember, yeah. I remember fucking showing up to my interview to get into broadcast radio broadcast school, in fucking jeans and a t shirt because we'd literally just done a gig. And then you drove me to school with my fucking demo. Like again, I was a young stupid kid. You know what I mean? You'd never do it now thinking back. But we were. I was in jeans and a t shirt with my fucking demo reel, like in my arms. Right after a gig, you literally dropped me off at the front door and I ran in for this fucking interview. Everybody else was like dressed semi-formal. Their shit was in binders and their hair was brushed and shit. And I thought, damn. You know, we had uh, had so much fun back then. Yeah. And uh, you you still play, of course. Yeah, I mean, uh, for for quite a while, actually, I I gave up actually playing in a band because of, uh, I was just, I don't know, for some reason, I just didn't think, playing in a band was any was viable anymore because edm was uh starting to make mm-hmm. a huge boom so at that point i gave up playing with uh i uh, i can't i think the band i was playing with at the time was called take victory um and uh i was just i guess i was just done at that point yeah. um i tried out with a few more bands and i was like i was just like i said it was over and i thought you know what i think my life is legitimately just going to be uh making electronic music and DJing and uh, just working my full-time job as a software engineer uh, and then and then I guess like I you know like being in Toronto it's like your, your doors kind of open 
one chance introduction and guess what you're back into it and yeah. it's been pretty it's been pretty amazing since so you know yeah I, I, I can't I can't complain like I'd rather be playing in a band than DJing to be honest well yeah but, I mean, and it's great to see photos of you legit playing on a fucking stage in front of a festival crowd you know what I mean oh yeah and I just see that picture I'm like I, I, yo that's my boy <laughs> was, yo like I said like and and even like growing up with you and all that stuff like all of that just added to the foundation so of of like I guess like how solid I am now I guess like sorry not to toot my own horn horn or anything no no but, no no it's just you know, I like but um yeah I mean like that all added to the foundation and 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 it was it was great to just kind of learn back in the day what stage dynamics were and yeah how <laughs> and how to actually like play in a band you know what I mean like yeah, yeah that was that was like we we were we we really were young pups that didn't know what we were doing. No, so we, it was it pretty was, crazy. It's, yeah, it's pretty cool looking back on it then because we kind of learned off each other. We did our thing, uh, and then we went our separate ways. There was never like the Gallagher brother breakup. There was never anything like that. We just went in our different paths. Uh, again, yeah. you played in a couple. By the way, of ba- mm? go ahead. By the way, we didn't break up. 3D glasses is forever. Right, as long you know? like you said, as long as we're both on this earth, 3D glasses is here. And you never know yep. when it's going to happen again, bitches. Yep. So yep. fucking keep yep. your head on a swivel, as they say. Uh, but yeah, yep. so so we kind of learned off each other. We did those the things we need. Because at the time, I could not play guitar, so I needed you to play it. You know what I mean? And uh, you, like you said, you also got some of the foundation from me as well. So we learned off each other. We, we had yep. a great little partnership, and then we went off on our separate ways. You with your bands, me with the solo thing at first, and eventually like the fucking the, the blues rock band that I ended with, which were just, I had no, it, they, were, uh, they were unbelievable. And it makes me sad that I never got you to play with them so we could all have one gig because they were, they were dope. <laughs> um, it's, uh, but hey, it, you never know. You never know what'll happen, motherfuckers. Yep. Uh, but that was when I had Jay Walsh, Wayne Bond, who all went to our school. Um, yep. Uh, and they were fucking, woof, what a band. They weren't even like, we were called the Matt Lee's band because I basically paid them to play gigs with me. So it wasn't like an ego thing. You know, it's funnier to say that it was. But they kind of played my originals with me. And then because they were rad, I could finally do things like Stevie Ray Vaughan songs. And actually, they they sounded fucking disgusting, you know, because I had a, a, a phenomenal guitar player in Jay Walsh, uh, who yeah. unbelievable. So I could just a lot of times I would just kind of stand there watching him play guitar and realize I'm supposed to sing now. Uh, but you know, it was. And by it. the way, mm. by the way, I don't know if you remember this, but like a long time ago, you told me like with the whole Matt Lee's band is like, listen, bro. <laughs> This guitar player is actually better than you, and I was like, I was like, what? I was like, okay, I guess so. Oh. And uh, I, I agree. By the way, yeah, he but, is way better than me. But, but I'm sure, I'm sure, in my own fucked up way, I meant that as a massive compliment, right? Like, I'm yeah, sure yeah. I totally didn't say it that way, and it totally sounds like a dick thing to say. Uh, but I'm sure in my own fucked up mind, I meant that as a phenomenal compliment. Meaning, he's at, you know, you know what I mean. I finally no, I know heard exactly one. What you mean. Yeah, I'm sure I meant it as a compliment. <laughs> but it was like I was just like at the time I was taken aback. It's like what? It's like what? You're telling what? Yeah, you don't say but, that to somebody. But now, now that now now that I've heard it, I was like, yeah, yeah, he's he is legitimately better than me. But but, <laughs> like but also, let's say totally different. I mean, it's not apples and apples, as they say. You know what I mean? You guys have completely different styles. Uh, you know, in that in that way, when he when he used to play that ripping blues and fucking, whew, good lord. You know, some of that yeah. shit that I used to hear Jay play. Um, 
It's like I said in the one thing last week, speaking of the circus room, we played Johnny B. Good once uh, and he stopped playing in the middle of the solo and I turned around and it was because he was in a fight with somebody on the stage. Uh, some what? dude at the circus room, some drunk <laughs> that like was leading up to him saying, ah, and shoving him. So Jay just grabbed him and started hitting him. And I'm looking, so it's, so I kind of turn around and there he is just kind of shoving this guy off him. Circus room, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I wish I wish I would have been there for that one. That that sounded pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. We had some we had some good times, my friend. We had some good nights. Oh, good Lord. It's um, yeah, that fucking it's so crazy, man, that we just we used to just drive around in your fucking car, play monster fucking gigs (laughs) to sometimes a lot of people, a lot of times next to no people. But we fucking enjoyed ourselves. We fucking played with our balls out, as it were. Uh, And the rest of the time, we just kind of like went to arcades and like I, I, yeah, I used to watch you <laughs> skate because I wasn't a skater, but I'd hang out with you while you and your buddies skated. Do you remember oh, man, yeah. if I say the name Crazy Steve to you? Was it Crazy Steve? No, it's Crazy D. Crazy D. He worked in a shoe store yeah, and he yeah. broke his arm and he just kind of yep. stood up and was yep. like, yo, I think I need to go to the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. He, he didn't he didn't actually skate too much after that or <laughs> at all. Not. Actually, I guess that, that was like the last. The last time I saw him was returning his skates back to the shoe store, and he was in like uh, his his he had like uh, his arm all done up, and that was like one of the last few times I seen him. So yeah. he didn't really skate anymore after that. But yeah, I mean, you know, another crazy thing is like I learned I learned a lot of my production chops with you, mm. which is like because I don't even know what we used back in high school in the radio station, but that program was shit. So like I, I give you props for even using that, yeah. but like you were like you were like big on acid and like. Which I guess people still use acid, right? Like yeah, yeah, Sony yeah. owns that. He means Sony the he, he means now. the software, not the drug. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, the software acid. We used to use acid. We used to use uh, was it Fruity Loops? Fruity Loops is still around and is it's it? still viable. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like you know, Afrojack, yeah. Martin Garrix uses it. So and we used to use Cool yeah, Edit yeah. Pro. Uh, cool Edit, yes. Which later became like, Adobe Audition. Yep. Yeah. And uh, that's. Pretty dope program still. Dude, if I you mean, look at my screen, get... if you can make it out. Oh, yeah, I see it. I, I'm still using it right now to record this podcast. Yeah, dude, what is with your huge monitors? What what the heck? Well, what, are you, what are you doing? You, you're a DJ on the side too? No, I'm just a fucking egomaniac who likes to sit here and look at pretty screens and pretend oh, that fair. one day that's I'm going to do something with this shit. <laughs> but no, it's it's. No. I kind of just built it as a home studio. This is basically the rig I use when I go and do gigs too. So I just set it up uh, in this room, and then when I go out and play, uh, I, I set all this shit up too. Um, but yeah, I still use the same software that we used back then. That was all Mr. King. Uh, he was the one, because because I was frightened of him, I wanted to impress him so he wouldn't yell at me. Uh, so I worked really hard to work to get good at the software. That's basically exactly how it went. So I see. Mm-hmm. He I was mean, a great like, man, but he was an intimidating man back then. I, I, only, I only had him in like, for math and stuff yeah but yeah i mean like i said he i joined radio radio club before or, or, or you know, like after his his run and you guys are running it so oh yeah because he had left right the t- yeah. he had left the teacher who ran the radio station left they didn't really replace him so they kind of just let me and terry run it which is fucking ludicrous because <laughs> <laughs> they were like well you're here all the time anyway why don't you guys just handle this some days yeah, that place was, was a fucking zoo like we was. had no business running that place by ourselves no business. Do you remember when the dudes pushed each other through the wall wrestling by the door and they crushed in all the drywall? Were you there for that? 
Maybe that I was, was when not there for that. I think that was when King was still there. Allegedly, allegedly, if anyone from the school board's listening. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great time. So for for anyone who doesn't realize and didn't have one at their school, we legit had an FM radio station in our high school, and me and my me and our buddy Terry had the only set of keys for that motherfucker, um, and we just had our own radio station. And because P Chan here had his own car, we could stay and do as long as we wanted in this station. Uh, and that's basically, as you said, where you we got our chops, where we learned our chops. You learned your, you know, your DJ chops and the production chops and et cetera, all that kind of thing. And I learned how to be a cheesy radio guy. Um, oh, man. Which was great because I ended up working in tons of radio stations after that. Yeah. <laughs> your, Dave FDM, your Dave FM days are pretty hilarious, though. I, I think yeah. I did remember, like. Yeah distinctly hearing about you driving that nascar and then and then uh and then hosting for like a week which is like which was like i always thought that was like hilarious because like i think i remember like i i specifically listened to to dave in the morning like we weren't really talking back in the day but i was listening and i was like yo matt seems kind of off he's like he's not really talking like he usually does yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like what it's like this isn't the matt i know it's like what the heck i know so like I bricked you it. legitimately. <laughs> I, I mean, I also heard. I don't really know, but like, I also heard you won just because of some kind of weird thing. You passed the, or, or they they I, were yeah, disqualified. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yep. Uh, anyways, like, I'm not really sure what the whole deal was, but you ended up being able to host the show, like, like I guess the morning. Yeah. So night. there was there was a NASCAR race, but there's supposed to be all the local radio stations. Nobody turned up except me, Matt, the intern, and the host of the morning show. So there's multiple, there's only two potential racers in that sense. So he gets on the mic in front of a crowd of 400 and says, hey, everybody, say hi to Matt, the intern. And everyone's like, and he's like, tell you what, why don't I race this guy? And if you beat me, you can host the morning show for a week. And I was like, I'm thinking, fuck yeah, but I'm also thinking I'm not going to beat him because I'm too scared to drive this car like I need to to win this thing. Like, this thing's going to crash, like, because they get you in there. They strap you into the thing. The car's in neutral. And he says, hit the pedal a few times. And as I hit it, the car's like moving like a fucking dog on a leash. And I'm like, no, no, no way. I have an earpiece (laughs) in. There's a guy talking to me. And I'm like, no, they do the three, two, one thing. Now there's a pace car in front of us. So for anyone who doesn't know, you follow the pace car for one lap. Mm. Then the race starts. So we start chugging along and, uh, the host of the morning show goes gone, takes over the pace car and just gone. And I'm like, Oh shit. And then the guy in my ear says, yo, you just won motherfucker. So I, I literally, see. I'm again, I I'm, see. not just to be cool, but I'm too scared to drive this thing anyway. So I'm like, I'm fucking ice cubing this thing with my wrist. Just like taking my time. There's a dude yeah. running beside me, waving at me. That's how slow I'm going. Uh, we get- oh, dude, <laughs> I know it's brutal. I look back now and I'm like, you should oh, open that man. puppy up. But so then, yeah, I get to inevitably I get to host the morning show. Um, and fuck, there's no other way to say it other than I dropped the ball, man. I was ready. You know, I was ready for that moment. That was the shot. I was ready. Like fucking Eminem says, I was fucking ready for it. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember any specifics back then. The long and the short is, I guess I got nervous. I guess I just got crumpled up. And then that, that was it, man. It was it. Uh, you know, 
Some I, of the, it's nothing. It's not like a. It's not like a blame thing. Or a, I wasn't that close with the other guy in the morning show. And I know that's professionally that's your job. But if they would have said, "Yo, you and fucking you pick a friend and you and him can do the morning show," then we would have crushed it, right? But I had to adjust yeah. to the style. I had to adjust to his style. Uh, it was fucking like five in the morning. I had to be at work, you know. So there was a lot of other factors that sound like excuses, and technically they are. But yeah, that's all that happened. I had that shot to do it for a fucking. It didn't even last a week. Did you know that? I don't even think it lasted the whole week. I think they took me really. Off. I think I got to like the Wednesday or the Thursday and they said, all right, that's enough. Uh, oh, so damn. That was at 107.5 I mean, Dave FM. Oh, man. That's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah. driving, like, by the way, that I can understand that because the torque on those cars are going to be pretty ridiculous. So I was, I was like, frightened. One, yeah. So <laughs> it's, I, I could imagine, but like, man, you just lived one of my dreams right there. I wish I could have been in that driver's seat but right yeah, man sick. we should have still been hanging out fucking listening to heaven is a heaven in a half pipe heaven has a half pipe oh dude and then you would have been know, there and, and i'd be like yo my boy p channel drive this thing but i'm too scared and you know crazy it's like you know what they say hindsight is 2020 so i apologize brother that we didn't actually you know talk during that era which is kind of yeah, which we, is kind of sad to me you know yeah it, it is to me in hindsight too but we never fell out we never had a fight i mean i don't know for you no, but i was true. never mad at you or anything <laughs> no, 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 i was no. never like yo fuck that guy i just kind of like no. you went your way i went mine and then facebook yeah. and fucking iphones and things like that weren't as prevalent then so in fairness it was a lot harder to stay in touch too right like you know, now 24 seven, I can fucking, if I'm somewhere, I can send you a photo of something and be like, yo, check this out. It made me think of you or whatever, you know, back then you couldn't do that. It was a lot harder That's back then true. to get in touch with somebody and hang out with somebody. Um, yeah, but yeah, well, yeah I mean, it's a shame, man. Yeah. And years later you're, you're living in Wales. That's right. That's right. Your home. I guess, I guess technically it is your, your, yeah, your home country. That's where, right? that's where I, was, I was born like 20 miles from where I'm sitting right now. Yeah. I mean, so. That's pretty. I think that's pretty dope. I actually did play uh, in Cardiff at a club when I was still a DJ, and I was signed to this small UK label. I can't remember what they're called now, but um, or sorry, I can't remember what the club is called now. Uh, fuck, what was it? You know what? It doesn't matter. I played. I played in Cardiff. It was pretty cool, and uh, and then I. I think I was in Edinburgh like the night afterwards. Right. But anyways, regardless. Regardless of all that, it's pretty cool that you're living there, and so that just means I need to come visit you. Yeah, yeah, you anytime. Show me around. Anytime, man. Yeah, I got it. And what we'll do is we'll find an open mic night, uh, an open stage. Yes. We'll sign up. Yes. We'll just fucking walk up, fucking balls out, and we'll fucking leave like we used to do. You know? So exactly. Uh, and by the way, that trend started with you uh, of the leaving when our set was done kind of thing, and I never really lost that. But I seem to remember it came from me and you originally just being like, I'm out. Because uh, even when we would do bigger gigs, I'd always end up like just disappearing and being like, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm going to just uh, hit the bathroom. I'll be right back. And then I go home. <laughs> and now you look back and I regret it because like so many cool times I would have had hanging out with the buddies and the bands that I no longer live anywhere near. But you know what I mean? You know, yeah, at the I mean, time I was like, you know, I'm going home. Fuck this. Because I was never uh, in it for I like mean, the hanging out in the crowd and the knowing the people. I was in it just to play music, you know? I'm exactly the same way. Uh, I, for the most part, like, I'm glad that I I have uh, like my current band. The lead singer does most of that, and I could just kind of just chill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like kind of go off in the background. Maybe ghost if I want to. Yeah. I don't. I don't typically. If, if if somebody walks up and starts talking to me, I will be like, yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but you're not I'll seeking say, it out. We'll make, no, I'm not seeking it out. I'll make some small talk and stuff like that. But yeah, for the most part, I just kind of like chilling by myself after a show, and uh, not really make too much interaction because like you know, this is how I am. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly you, what we used to do. We used to sort of sit in yeah. your car, listen to tunes, and not really talk. You know, just chill out after our sets. So we fucking got that <laughs> habit from each other. And we both never <laughs> lost that shit. Because I'm still oh, the man. same way. My favorite is still to that's, fucking leave a gig if I could. And then just chill on my own and listen to music. Uh, and I'm positive that came from me and you doing it. Yeah. Uh, but still man those are great memories like yeah, yeah. we had uh, unbelievable times man never never forget you know i'll never forget them we had some fucking fantastic times um all fucking uh three of us sometimes and me and you sometimes and uh really cool i want to make sure uh, mention before we forget to for the folks listening i mean there's at least 12 people listening across the world i don't want you to get a big head now but at least 12 motherfuckers are listening to this shit right now uh shout out to you crazy sons of bitches uh the current band uh eden warsaw am i saying that right that's correct yeah check them like it's so cool to see you in a legit band man to see the pictures and be like yo it's peachan um b- yeah. but you guys need definitely need to check them out uh you just did like a mini tour um across canada across vancouver and things like that yeah, we were just on the West Coast. We're we're actually going to go do the East Coast, but we had to stop it because we just have to finish recording some stuff and yeah. we have to finish shooting the rest of the videos for um, the EPs and yeah. the album. Yeah. But um, yeah, we're planning on going back out East like in, a, in like another month or so. It's just a, it's just like really busy. It really sucks because yeah. like, like, like I said, I'm still, I'm still running a company full time. Like I like, you know, I'm running a company like this isn't like I'm actually not doing anything or have any underlings to help me like right. i'm doing this and and doing the band so it's like some days i kind of wish i'd never <laughs> never done this but you know it is what it is yeah i can't i shouldn't i shouldn't actually be complaining because it's actually it's actually pretty awesome um that doing this is gonna help me you know kind of do the band stuff as well yeah but yeah is that yeah, still I mean, in software is that still in software you run your own business you don't have to say if you don't yeah. want to but yeah 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 i'm still a software developer but it, it, but in but I work as like a contractor now, so I'm technically yeah. a consultant. So that's, um, that's cool. So you can kind of do it from home yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I I for the most part don't have to go on site right now. I don't have to go on site, so uh, most of my on sites will have to be flying to the U.S. again. But um, but yeah, which is why I also don't have I have the day off because it's uh, July Fourth. That's right. Happy Fourth of July to our uh, USA listeners. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, well, that's dope. I mean, it's got to be cool, though, to be in the back of a bus fucking driving across the country. I assume that's how you did it. Um, in the back of a truck, yeah. you know, just as a band, just chilling. Um, the pictures in the on the stage and that was that was Toronto. Yeah, is that right? Yes, that yeah. was uh, Young and Dundas Square, which is the center of the like like city center. Basically, yeah. it's basically where like all the tourism traffic happened kind of happens. And yeah, yeah, that show was awesome. And was was pretty unexpected because it was like we just got back home and uh it was just like hey you guys are playing and i'm like cool when are we playing 1 30 in the afternoon yeah i'm like what that yeah. sounds like the worst slot ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's from those 3d uh, glasses days we're like 1 30 <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was just thinking like okay all right fine like it is what it is like yeah. if people show up awesome if there's, if one person shows up awesome yeah, yeah. that's gonna be awesome they're gonna get a. They're gonna get an amazing show. Yeah. But uh, as we were sound checking, we started gathering a crowd for a sound check, and that's when I kind of started shitting my pants. Like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> yeah. like this isn't this isn't actually a terrible slot at all. Yeah. So we start sound checking, and then we uh, the I guess the the crowd actually just started waiting waiting for us to come back on, 
to do our full set. Mm. And yeah, it, it was it was awesome and like so surreal. Like, you know, it's one of those things I wanted to knock off my bucket list, but yeah. I didn't think it would I'd be doing it in that manner. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty awesome. It's it's it was legit, man. Um, you know, uh, you folks can, you can definitely search them out in all uh, in all your Google machines and your your YouTubes and all that stuff because it's it's dope. Uh, I showed I showed somebody uh, at work the video, um, and they were like, "Oh, yo, that's like a legit video." I was like, "Yeah." What did you think I was going to show you? Like my buddy made a music video. Like this, I told you, he's in a fucking legit band. You know what I mean? So it's cool to see, man. And uh, let's just hope that you could do it. You know. Uh, and not have to do any day stuff. You know what I mean? I guess that's the dream. I hope so. I mean, like, I think ideally in in an ideal world, I'd have, I'd be able to hire someone to run this company full time and I can go off and do whatever the heck I want. That's the dream, man. But, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, just got to keep grinding away because, you know, as a lot of people know, the music business is a really serious grind. And yeah. it's, it's even, it's, it's even harder nowadays because of the oversaturation and, yeah, uh, yeah. and artists and artists, that you can't pronounce named XXX Tentacion. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just calling you out on that. I yeah, love that tweet, but dude, I, know how to- <laughs> not only did I not look not know how to pronounce it, I had no interest in learning how to pronounce it. Because I was like, I'm yeah. sorry he's dead, but what the fuck does that name mean? You know? Yeah. You can't yell that I, out in a club. Would, yeah, I would <laughs> Yeah, that's a crazy name too, but like you you should listen to some of the stuff. I mean, it's unfortunate, like I mean you know, he died the way he did. Mm. Maybe it was karma because he did, he did, he did some pretty terrible things. You know, he's, but uh, sorry, I'm not, I shouldn't even, it doesn't matter regardless. <laughs> it, it does and it doesn't, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I actually just lost my train of thought there. <laughs> what was I talking about? We were talking about fucking XXX tentacles, whatever the fuck his name is. Ten tentacles. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So our <laughs> our market is basically saturated with a lot of uh, with a lot of acts these days, and it's really tough to to kind of break through as an artist. Mm. Where you know payola is a kind of a big thing in in Spotify world, I guess. What people? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there was an artist like like there's like I think Alan Cross you, you, from you know the yeah. Edge did an article on payola as being alive and well with Spotify. So like. It's really tough because you kind of have to pay your way to get onto those huge Spotify playlists to kind of break through. Yeah, it's and it's, it's tough, and it's and it's like super frustrating because like why don't you just like let you know the the like good music just kind of float to the top and and the rest of the shit just float to the bottom? But you know, yeah, yeah, but it's not that yeah. way at all, and that's the that was the part that really grinded me down, uh, and the part that I couldn't deal with with any sort of like. Eventually, it just became more about the grind than the music, and then I was like, fuck this, it's not. You know, I enjoy playing for an hour, but this is this, the rest of it's just not worth all the fucking moaning and groaning to work. And it's the same in the radio business, man. It became very cookie cutter and, you know, it wasn't ex- at all what I expected it to be. So I, I respect the fuck out of that. You're still able to do that grind, man, because I know it's worth it when you're up there on that stage on fucking Young and Dundas and yeah. you're like, yo, it's worth the grind. Um, but yeah. when you're not in it, it's harder to, you know get yourself to jump back into the grind because when i first came back here i fucking i signed with an agent like almost immediately um just by there was a a little pub literally tucked up in the side of the mountains here that's been there since like 1800 and something uh and my dad said that a bunch of dudes sit around and play guitar on like mondays some old dudes just sit around and sing and play guitar and i was like well i have literally no in here 
I don't know any musicians. I don't know the scene at all. You know, back in Canada, if I had broken up with a band or whatever, I could have sort of sought people out and found a new group and kind of fell into a new section here. I had no idea. So I was like, well, they play music. There'll be musicians around. That's my only shot right now. So I sat at that pub and there was all these dudes. And I, of course I talk funny cause they're all, you know, I've been here maybe a week. Um, and, um, not in a good place because I'm in a good place now. But at the time, you know, my girlfriend at the time, had just kind of kicked me out. I left with stuff that would fit in an army duffel bag. And that's all I had to my name. I left all my instruments, like everything behind. And it's, that's fine. It was tough at the time, but you learn a lot yeah. and you come out of it on top and you realize <laughs> it was all for the better. But at the time I'm in a dark place. So I'm sitting in this weird little pub. I, um, can't find any weed in Wales at the time, by the way. So I'm grumpy. Um, oh, and, it's too bad, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> legal here uh no man i know now they make it legal but so i'm sitting this little pub there's a bunch of dudes that you can clearly tell play together like every monday and they have their like they all jam together they've got the rhythm you know and i'm sitting there kind of just trying to like include myself so i start playing along with the guitar and stuff like that and eventually they start going around the circle like singing and each dude would like sing a song and of course that's so much harder to do than a crowd to sit in a bunch in front of like five or six strangers and just sing a song to them is so fucking terrifying. But I was like, well, fuck it. That's what I got to do. That's what I got to do. So I sang morning glory. Um, and I made Mm. sure to like give her cause I was like, it's time to show my balls as they say. Right. Uh, so I fucking sang it. And then a little bit later I sang something different and then I busted out an original, uh, on my kind of third go around and the dudes were all really friendly and kind of nodding and that, that sort of thing. And as I finished up, as I was getting ready to leave, the owner of the pub comes over and asks me if I would like to do anything at the pub. And I said, Hey, yeah, I'd like, how about I host an open mic night? And he was like, perfect. And on that night I got the first gig, regular gig here in the UK, which was hosting an open mic at this pub. Which in the long run was fucking terrible because it was awful, but it got me sort of playing. Uh, and that led to, you know, a guy who knows a guy who knows a girl who gives you an email address that I sent an email to with a link to some YouTube things. Next thing I knew, I had an agent that was booking me around South Wales and all these little pubs and clubs and stuff. Sounds, which is, which so, is dope. Sounds like a dream. I would go and play two 45 minute sets and they would pay me 150 pounds. One dude, That's no band. A good amount of money. That's a, like I was like, yo, if I can do this like four times a week, I'm not gonna get a job because like fuck this, <laughs> right? Like if I can do, that's yeah. fine. So I started doing them, and I slowly start to realize that here in the UK, the scene isn't about musicians. It's about like entertainment. Meaning most of the gigs in the pubs here are a dude dressed up like Frank Sinatra with a PA system and a karaoke machine singing. Frank Sinatra tunes and that kind of style. And people love it. They lap it up. They eat it up. So at first when a dude with a guitar comes in, they're kind of like looking at you weird. And so many times people would go, oh, it's so great that somebody's finally playing an instrument. It's cool to hear a real musician. This is awesome. They should book you more often. And I'd be like, look, tell the tell the owner of the pub that so that they'll book me again. Because like you said, it's a grind, right? Because she wouldn't always text me, but I would text her and then wind up with a gig, you know? So I'd have to like do the grind as you were saying. And all the time I'd be like, tell the owner, tell the owner to book me more often. And then, uh, the gigs got less and less. Uh, and then I had a disagreement with a pub owner, mainly over his attitude. Fuck that dude. Um, but next thing you know, I I call the agent and apologize and say, look, I, I wasn't, I wasn't overly rude with him, but I was kind of short with him. And I I apologize. I didn't mean anything by it. She's like, no, it's no problem. It happens. No worries. I was like, great. Uh, I don't hear for her for a couple of weeks. And then a couple more weeks. And then I'm texting going, hey, man, did like, 
If you fired me, you can just tell me. Please just tell me if that's what's happened here and I'll just fucking move on. <laughs> no, no, it's no problem. Just not many gigs lately. And we went like six months, no gig. And I was like, well, I guess I got fired. But the fucking dude was rude, man. So, you know. Yeah. <coughs> I had a... I had a contract that said start at 9 p.m. So I started at 9 p.m. And then he came up to the stage finger wagging me. He's like, why the fuck are you playing? And I'm like, what? And he's like, you're not supposed to start till 10. And I was like, yo, the contract says, it says 9 right here in the email, dude. 9 p.m. Yeah, yo, they usually don't start till 10 here. And I was like, well, cool. I've never met you before. Why couldn't you just have told me, hey, by the way, we start at 10. And I would have started at 10. And I said to the crowd, I was like, all right, listen, this guy wants me to stop. And the crowd were like, no, boo. And I was like, tell you what, I'll just play straight through. doesn't matter. I, I'll, I'll keep going and we'll still play straight through. Because he said he wanted the music on for when the crowd was at its biggest. And I was like, that's fine. And I'll play all the way through. I don't care. Uh, and he's like, no, 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 no. Just stop and start again at 10. So literally the crowd boos as I put the guitar down and stop. And then the majority <laughs> oh, of the crowd that man, was there brutal. left. And then by the time I went back up at 10 o'clock, there was like four tables there. And it was brutal. Um, so oh, man. because I was kind of sharp with him and said, why don't you just, if you would just want to fucking explain that to me, this wouldn't be a problem. You know, I mean, he still paid me at the end of the night, but like it wasn't a good night at all. And then no more gigs. And then since then, I didn't really chase it. And then I was sick for a long time. So, you know, fuck it. I fell yeah. out of it. I got one gig coming up at the end of the year. Uh, at the end of the of August, sorry. Oh, man. And I, I, by the way, I saw the ads for that. And I, I definitely want to actually just like come out to that if I can. That'd be so, amazing if you could get fucking just yeah. showed up in South Wales. <laughs> hey, I... A lot, lot weirder things have happened. That's so, true. You know? That's true. That's true. <laughs> now I'm going to be down the stage, like looking at the door, like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that'll be a good time. But you know, it's it's hard to get fucking back into it. So you know. Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely understand. Like I said, like it was a huge gap before I actually started playing again. So yeah, I think at this point I'm going to plan to play a couple times a year. Give all the money to yep. charity, like do a couple charity gigs a year. Uh, maybe play a bit more in the home studio and upload some clips to YouTube and shit. Uh, but not really stress about it, not really worry about it. Just do a couple a year, yeah. and uh, you know when I do sets now, I'll play like with a with I'll play like a good two two and a half hours, you know. Um, not all originals though, you know, <laughs> more than three covers. Um, but no, oh, listen, listen. That's there's a different. Sorry, I I should say like in yeah. in the in the context of a show where you have other acts playing, right? Where mm -hmm. you're not the main act. I mean, yeah. playing an hour set uh, as an acoustic act with three covers is probably too much where you have a full piece band who, who are going on, on last. Yeah, yeah, who 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 only have a 30-minute set. Uh, anyways, yeah, yeah, regardless. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. we, when we talked about we were learning our trade, you know, and that's before I learned yeah. to talk to artists on your gig and be like, yo, how long's your set? And then when they say an hour, you go, no, 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 30 minutes, please. You know, but I didn't. I hadn't learned that yet, you know? So it's all a learning curve, man. And goddamn, oh, yeah. did we learn a lot during some of those fucking gigs. But still, that was... I ain't hated on that because it was still a fun night, so... Yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, we always had fun. The gigs didn't always go well, but we always had a good time, man. I mean, for a while, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but for a very short while, I was in... For one gig, I was in a fucking country western band. Uh, and I legit cut my beard so that I had fucking handlebars and wore a red plaid shirt for this one gig, uh, which went all right. I mean, it was at the boathouse and the boathouse was fucking packed. So, you know, it was all right. It was all right. Uh, did you play at the boathouse much? I don't, I don't see. I don't remember when no, we, I, when we lost pass and we never crossed at the boathouse. So you would have loved the boathouse. Such a shame. I, I have 
been there, but I don't think I've ever actually like seen seen any acts there. I guess. Oh, sorry. There was. I don't know. If that was a little little bit loud. Yeah, it was a somebody's anyway, bike live, going by. Yeah, yeah. I I live on the main street of Toronto, so that's it's a lot of cars. Um. Uh, I remember it being like a really nice venue in Victoria Park. Yep. And Victoria Victoria Park is kind of shady at night too. Oh so yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of also the one of the other reasons why I didn't go very often. Oh, but yeah. uh yeah. It was legit uh, shady. Legit shady. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a lot better now. Kitchener in general has gotten a lot better. This is probably the only time you'll hear me complimenting yeah. Kitchener Waterloo. But yeah, Kitchener has gotten a lot better. They're I guess they're putting new infrastructure or whatever, but well fuck that place. <laughs> yeah, I mean we, we used to run those <laughs> mean streets, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I know I'm never going back there. So Never ever? You don't have, do you have not have family that live there now? No, I'm just kidding. I I actually <laughs> got to visit. I have to visit my 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 mom and my dad and my niece and my sister, so, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. Dude, it's a funny but, but, it's a, it's a side tangent that's not about music, but I remember once we were hanging out and I was talking to a girlfriend on the phone who had just punched her sister in the face. And I remember you laughed really hard and you said, man, I wish I could punch my sister in the face without getting in trouble. Oh, oh man. <laughs> like, I know you didn't, you didn't mean it at the time. It wasn't like legit, no. but it's just funny oh, that no. you were like, yo, uh, we had, it was just, we just had some dope times, man. Oh man. You know, and I, <laughs> this just reminds me of the radio interview again. My yeah. sister actually would, uh, came in for the, the, uh, like to join the radio club too. Right. And she was so salty that she that you guys cut her. Ah, <laughs> uh, did she not get in? No, she, you guys cut her. <laughs> oh fuck. It's so like when you say things like you guys cut her, it just reminds me that me and Terry had fucking no business doing that shit. We had no business deciding between people and like I remember one dude I shouted at over something and to this day Pichan, he still has like the last time I spoke to him years ago, he still mentioned the time I was salty with him in the radio room and I'm like, "Man, we we had no business doing what we were doing. I can't believe we cut your sister. <laughs> I'm oh, sure at dude, the time you were like, cool with that, though. I was. I yeah, was. So, you know, a little sibling rivalry kind of thing, but yeah. Dude, I can remember being nah. in there so late that I had to hide from like you know people because I was in there that oh, late at night yeah, and shit. Yeah. Well, you you were there for some of those. Allegedly, this is all fiction, folks. This is a work. Allegedly, uh, but I'm sure you were there for a couple of those nights where we had to like run out the back doors and book uh, and, and run uh, away. <laughs> I'm sure you were, but. I can remember many a night where I was there longer than I should have. And I remember one specific night where we slept there with... Oh, dude, I know what you're talking about, that secret room. <laughs> yeah, I know up in the state. You guys took, yeah. you took me there. It was the most terrifying thing ever. But how dope was the room? Could, it was pretty dope, but I, I thought I was going to die the entire time because, yeah. like, it's so sketchy. Yeah, like, again, like, telling the story of we had no fucking business doing that. So I don't even know how we found it. I think... I was doing, was it co-op where you used to send you a work experience? I was doing co-op at like Sherwood Music, but not music, the like production side, the tech side, yep. Sherwood Systems or whatever it was. And one of the dudes said he went to Cameron and that him and his buddies had built a room up in the fucking rafters above like behind the lighting rig. And I was like, what? And um, I just happened to know where the keys were to those doors. So <laughs> I don't know what statute of limitations is, but uh, myself and somebody else who had no business doing anything took the keys, the principal's keys, okay? We went up to him. We said, we locked our keys in the radio room. Can, I, can we use the key to get in the room? Our plan was to go upstairs and open the top thing so we could go to the secret room. He says, yeah, I'm going to a meeting. I'll be like 45 minutes. Just bring these back when you're done. Leave them on my desk. 
So I or we immediately ran to town, uh, ran into downtown Kitchener, into one of the locksmiths and paid a dude to cut the radio keys. So now I have my own set of keys to the radio room and the fucking, like, again, I have no business doing that. I like you, that's legit. I could be in so much shit for that. Like, because they could get you with so many things like attempted theft, whatever. Right. So I had keys to the upstairs thing and the radio room. So, but the problem is now there's times I'm getting caught in there when there's no way I could have gotten in there because this is when, what's his name? The, 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 the one guy took our keys away, like our legit one. He had hidden that set of keys. Yeah. And if we wanted them, we had to go and get them from him. So he would have known we didn't have keys. So I remember him busting in somewhere and just being like, how'd you get in here? And it's like, uh, uh. But yeah, anyway, that key gave us access to the to the lighting rig. And you had to, again, you said sketchy. You had to go in and like climb under the lighting rig, am I right? And like jump down wow. to the set of rafters. Like you had to yeah. like lower yourself down onto these two by fours. And then, like, Dude, it was scuttle the your way all the way back to the back of the cafeteria, which was curtained and, off, and right? Black curtains. Yes. And the thing is, though, the things, the thing that you had to walk on to get to that room, like, was so narrow that, like, if you fell, you if you fell through the thing, you're dead. Like, yeah. you're gonna die. Like, it was wrong. Like we that, had, it was ridiculous. It, I, I was just I, like the entire time I was thinking, it's like. Uh, what is like who why would you guys ever decide to make a secret room where it was like the most dangerous <laughs> dangerous thing to get to like it was like but, it was so insane yo but isn't that the point of a secret room man uh, you've seen goonies that's the point right needs booby traps and shit you gotta fucking you know you gotta earn it i guess <laughs> i mean looking back i we what the fuck were we doing but like we didn't build the oh, room man. i might say we we pimped the room out but we didn't build it those yeah. other guys had built it they had remember there was a fucking couch in there I don't remember the couch. There was like a green fucking but, stinky couch in there, like a little chair. Oh. I'm actually impressed that they were able to carry that <laughs> right across now, those freaking that, yeah. thing. Like that's, yeah. We used to get pizza. Oh, Didn't we used to take pizza up there and fucking sit and eat it? Like, what, what the fuck are we doing, man? Why don't we just go home? Oh, oh man. But it was I great. If, I, wonder if any, I wonder if anybody's ever found that, that, that thing. Who knows, man? I'm sure we fucking scrawled our name. I guarantee you it says 3D glasses on that wall somewhere. Guaranteed <laughs> it does. I don't remember it, but I'm sure it does. I wonder if anyone else has found it. You know, I'd say we should go back and find it, but as two grown men climbing around in a high school, we'll probably get shot. So it's yeah, not probably. a good idea. And we probably yeah, should yeah. get shot in fairness. Like, the fuck are you two yeah. doing up there? I remember yeah. when that room got almost out of hand was when me and my buddy, uh, again, we love just showing people. Again, for a secret room, we sure did show a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. But we, uh, my buddy at the time, had take, uh, had two girls that we took back there to show the room. And again, I already, as an adult, I already know how bad this sounds. Yeah. We're seniors. They're grade nines. We've taken them back to show them the secret room. And in all honesty, we've come right back. We've gone, oh, look at the room. And they're like, yeah, it's kind of weird. So we've left. Uh, as we're coming down the steps, we get caught by one of the teachers who now sees us coming out of a darkened room with two grade nine girls. Doesn't, doesn't fucking look pretty. It turned out my buddy ended up fucking giving the guy attitude and getting sent to the office. But, you know, it could have gotten a lot worse than it did. So thankfully, we never got in any like legit trouble. Yeah. For anything, because we were out of hand sometimes. Uh, but oh, I'm sure yeah. you were climbing back there going like, what? Are they bringing me back here to murder me? Like, what is this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude. I think I think that one in... Oh, maybe I went there up a second time, but I think like I didn't go up there too much because like, no. it just terrified me. Uh, nor should you have, man. Like, <laughs> do, you, do you remember Adam falling from up that one piece? Do you remember him when he fell from the one section? Uh, no yeah, wait, yeah. wait 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 actually no i do remember this yeah yeah i was like what? I'll, I'll say his name with my mic off so you'll hear me but it won't be on the tape 
Yep. Yeah, yep. right? So our buddy is, uh, we had fi- later once the, maybe before, or I think it must have been, we didn't have the key anymore. And we had found that if you, Adam had found, let's only say his first name, that if you lifted the roof tiles right at the exit to the cafeteria and stood on a recycling bin, the big tall ones, you could lift yourself up and there were wires hanging down. Motherfucker used to climb up those wires, hop over, walk over and open the door for us. So the one time we're up there and he decides he wants to go down the wire instead of up. Now, again, you and I are adults now, P-Chan. So we're thinking that's not going to work, man. Like you're going to fall. So there he is. And I'll never forget. And Dino was with us. And Dino has an important part of this story. He, he's fucking lowered himself down and he's like, yo, it's not so bad. I think I can rest my weight on this thing here. And immediately four of the roof tiles shatter and he falls to the floor. Yeah. So he's only fallen from the roof tiles to the ground, but he landed with his neck crooked like this. And for the first <laughs> second, he didn't move. And here comes Dino from the student council office who screams, oh my God, he fell from the roof. He's fucking dead. And starts like (laughs) flapping and running up and down the halls, screaming, by the way, he fell through the roof. So we have to drag Adam away and hide so nobody sees us. And I remember we then stole the roof tiles from outside the pool to replace the roof tiles above the cafeteria. So if you ever noticed the roof tiles gone by the pool, that was us. Because we had to cover for what's his fuck falling from the roof. But you're right. It could have oh, been so dude. much worse. Way worse. Like, oh. Jesus. Yeah, I would say he could have really hurt himself. But goddamn, was it funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I, I, I look back at all these memories, that now I'm thinking, like, maybe my high school experience wasn't so bad. Right? I think. <laughs> but, but again, I think it's all. I think you and I did a lot within, like, two years. We didn't, like, because I, yeah. I think I graduated and you were behind me. So yep. I, I think all this happened within one or two semesters, not semesters, one or two school years. Um, yep. but yeah, we had a good couple of years. We had a good run DJ and the dances and you would hang out with us and shit. It was fucking oh, rad. Dude. It was DJ dope. And the dances was, was so good. It was, that so, was, was awesome. Yeah. I was, we used to have a great time doing that shit. Uh, back when yeah. I was like, uh, switched on enough to know what songs were popular and what people would enjoy. And like, we used <laughs> to put, and I remember we used to help too. We used to pick songs and put dope sets yep. together and like, yeah. Uh, and like you were saying about production and shit, I'm sure that's probably where you started being like, yo, play yeah. this song next and then play this one. And then we'd let you mix and then we would kind of like all just, you know, uh, when we used to DJ yeah. at Fed Hall and lock ourselves in the fucking cage, that was so oh, much yeah. fun, man. We had the whole lighting rig and the dance floor would be fucking packed. Like uh, oh, folks dude, over here listening, really literally like when you see in the movies about high school dances, when everybody's just going nuts and we were the only three up in the booth because again, antisocial, we don't want to hang out with people. We just want to watch yeah. the crowd going nuts as we're pre- pressing buttons. Uh, and it was the yeah. DMX tune uh, up in here, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Was a, yeah. Oh, and we'd kill oh, the beat. that was a banger. And they'd all just be up in here. That was like, you know, that's an oldie now, but fuck. That was the shit when we used to play it, right? You know? We, uh, you know, you know what's crazy? That's That song is still crazy. If you if you actually, like, you, you play in any club here, Toronto. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Any of the old old tunes just make people go crazy. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, so. I'm sure Hypnotize still closes the room down, too. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's over. It's yeah. over. Still, uh, still good. Yeah, for, for for our younger listeners who shouldn't be listening anyway, but for me and P-Chan, that was, we remember a time when that was a new song. Hey, yeah, I remember, I P-Chan, you were the fucking man, and this is going to sound so crazy now, because you had a CD player in your car, bro. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, you, you were you one of the first yeah. ones, you were, yep. you were like, yo, I got a CD, like, you would never, because you were very humble, but people would be like, yo, there's a fucking CD player in that car, man. What the fuck? He's the man. He lives in Star Trek. Like, I, cu- I couldn't believe that I could burn a CD and be like, yo, come pick me up. I burned a sick CD. And we'd drive around listening to music. 
Yep. Just cruise around listening to tunes, singing to fucking uh, whatever they're called. Um, Heaven is a half pipe. Um, yep. That was a great tune. Yeah, yeah. We used to listen to we lots sang, of... We cruise, and we cruise around singing that song a lot, too. Yeah, so we would. That's like... And like, uh, when you mentioned that when to me, I was just like, damn, those are some really good memories I have about that song. Even though the song was about skateboarding and, you know, everyone calls me a fruit booter. Yeah, yeah. And I never I skated at all. But there's the two of us yeah. driving around <laughs> singing this fucking tune about skateboarding in a half pipe. Um, but no, but, it's, it, it, memories are like that, yeah. man. Anytime I hear that tune, uh, I'm automatically thinking of you and, that, and me and you cruising in that car. Um, so it's fucking what a killer tune. If you folks don't know it, listen to it. And picture me and a young peach in cruising yep. his fucking Radmobile. <laughs> Used to go to arcades and shit. Go to, you introduced me to Bubble Tea. Oh, dude, Bubble Tea, oh. going to Zappers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was the shit. Zappers was in the university, right? No, Zappers, that was, the Cove was in the university. Right, Zappers right. was downtown, sketchy downtown. Yeah, I remember, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we thought, we, yeah, you're right. Looking back at it, we had some fucking great times. Fucking yeah. arcades, music. Uh, but the only thing we weren't sharing was wrestling. It's such a shame, man. Dude, I wish you would have mentioned it to me. Like, yeah, I don't know why you know, I didn't. I really don't. Yeah. You know, like years later, you know, I, I, you, I think you were a ring announcer for an event at, um, was it I can't remember. Elements, maybe? It was at Elements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was one of those uh, clubs. Yeah. And I was just like, what? Matt's into wrestling? He's like, that's all right. I was like, I don't remember him being into wrestling ever. Now you're like a ring announcer. Right. And, uh, and Turbo actually went to the show and he told me about it. Yeah. And he was just, he was just like yeah Matt was the ring announcer it was awesome yeah he's like he's like uh, but those wrestlers like they kind of talk a lot like you can actually hear them calling their spots I'm yeah. like oh really yeah 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 <laughs> like, it's one of those things you learn the better the more you learn about wrestling kind of the less yeah. you want to learn but I mean the way yep. you'll appreciate this because it was from a production standpoint the way I got involved with those guys was I went to an indie show and the fucking sound was terrible. The PA system sounded like shit. It was all high end, oh, yeah. no low end. And like, not only do you have music playing with no low end and all high end, but then dudes screaming into the mic. And I'm sure you can hear what that sounds like in your ears ring too. Yep. It was awful. So the first show, I didn't say anything. Second show, I went back. It was terrible. Um, and uh, I kind of just, after the thing, I figured out who the booker was. And I was kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm mad. I do a podcast. I was in the crowd tonight. Uh, Yo, with, do you want me to fix that shit for you? And he was like, fix what, bro? And I was like, you want me to fix the sound for you? Because you know it sounds like shit, right? And he just kind of looked. He told me years later that when he, he looked at me like, because he was thinking about slapping me. Because <laughs> he just kind of like, what did you just say to me? Um, kind of like when I said to you, he's better than you on guitar. And you were like, what? <laughs> so he's like, oh, does it? I was like, yo, your sound system sounds like balls. Can I fix it? And he was like, yeah, all right. So I kind of went up and adjusted it. And I was like, perfect. Sounds much better. Finish the show. Next time you go to the show. Uh, the sound guy didn't show up and that's where it all started. So I started uh, doing their sound and I started yeah. being their mixer. And then another time the ring announcer didn't show up. So then I did it like almost like a DJ. I sat at the table with all the things and I did, I had the bell and I had a mic just like this one. Uh, and I would do the ring announcing from the seat where I'd play all the music and everything too. And that was fun. And I ended up doing lots of shows, uh, with them. They were fucking killer guys. I learned so much about wrestling, which is why when people say things like, yo, you watch that fake shit. It used to annoy me, but now it offends me because I have friends that do it and I've seen what it does. Yeah. And it's a lot of things, but it's not fake in oh, any, dude, in any way. I always say this is like, you motherfuckers take a front bump or a back bump. That shit hurts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lot. And then tell me uh, even fake. on that. Yeah. And that, like, like that, I, I will say it's scripted, but sure. man, you 
getting body slammed on the, that that canvas hurts. Like yeah. that really hurts. Dude, like, I took a chop. I, I took a chop. Oh, yeah. And it's like everything in my uh, took everything yeah. in me to not cry in front of the crowd, man. That's how much it oh, hurt. Man. You know, oh. maybe I'm a sad maybe I'm a sadist, but like I really badly want to take a chop from Minoru Suzuki and just like oh, please no, chop don't. me. No, you don't. I, I want to. I like I just just as a life goal, like I just like please chop me. I'm telling yeah, you, I, as somebody be, who took one, you don't want one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then it ended up being the ring announcer, which was a oh, dude. It was so much fun. Um, to oh, it was it was amazing. And then I started hosting yeah. a podcast with all the wrestlers. Uh, one of which is RJ City, uh, who is a local Toronto wrestler now, uh, and apparently is going to fight David Arquette coming up soon. <laughs> that's why you oh, love that's what? exactly <laughs> that's why you love wrestling, right? Because you're like okay, David Arquette's <laughs> fighting a wrestler. Cool. Um, hey, I mean that, that it's. I mean, I guess I, WCW put the championship on him. At some exactly. Point, right? God they damn, get, they so. did. Yeah. Uh, Which is so, the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. But, ever. But, but then, yeah. So then I'm driving around to little little towns up and around uh, Ontario there, little farm towns, and doing wrestling shows at Legions, uh, which was so much fun. It was a. Uh, oh, dude, phenomenal. I could imagine. Yeah. It was one of those things and where I, I just wanted to be involved. So whether it was yeah. put the ring up, put the chairs out, take money at the door, or whatever, I just wanted to hang out in it because it was such a cool weird unique thing to watch uh yeah. how the behind the scenes wrestling business works yeah so it was so cool to do it but again it's a shame because i would have been getting to you going yo you have to come to this fucking crazy wrestling show yeah. that i'm announcing because they used to do fucked up shit oh, to dude. each other too man and two guys dude, specifically it, i remember two guys that were like good buddies and they used to beat the fuck out of each other in the ring breaking bottles over their heads razor blading each other barbed wiring each other and then they'd like then we'd all go to montana's after for chicken wings like, and I'm just sitting there going, what is this? Like, I love it, but what is this, man? I don't understand oh, this business. Man. Phenomenal times. And, yeah, you know, it, it's too bad that we weren't talking during that era. And I, I guess I kind of fell out of, like, like watching, because I think the Attitude Era was well, well over after that point. And yeah. I just thought, and I just thought it was pretty terrible. And I just stopped watching. I didn't only, I, I didn't get back into it recently until I, I discovered that you could watch New Japan. <laughs> So, yeah, which um, you know, there's, you know, it's a completely different product. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I New mean, Japan is pro you, wrestling and WWE is that other thing that they call it. Yeah. I mean, well, I, w- I would say like on paper, WWE have really good people. Yeah. Like, they, they should like, have the best wrestling really business good, in the world. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, and it, I, I, and it always just shocks me, but like, I, I'm sure you've talked to, talked about this ad nauseum with your other boys and the other podcasts but like like if you want like it's what you said if you want to watch wrestling you watch new japan and you will get you will get like amazing matches yeah. they, like they, they they do everything very simple they shoot they shoot an angle in one show and that's all you need to know about the angle and that's it it's that's, like that's very simple to it's very easy to understand there's no super huge convoluted storylines or anything like that uh I mean, there there are long term bookings like the the whole Kenny Omega Okada thing, which you know culminated into them getting a seven star match from Dave Meltzer. Which right. have you seen that match? Have you met? Have you seen the match? Uh, the uh, oh, Kenny Okada. Yes. Kenny Okada four. Uh, no, I don't think I've seen four yet. No, no, no. Oh. Which? How recently did four. this one happen? How recently was this? Yeah. This was a seven star match. It happened pretty recently at okay. Dominion on June June ninth. All right. No, I've if, definitely not seen it. Then I'll definitely seek it out. Okay. I. If you need if you need a link, I'll hook you up. You All should right. watch it. It's it is an incredible match. Yeah, and that's Super proper incredible. wrestling, isn't it? You know. Uh, yeah. And it's so sad to see like Nakamura 
doing like a punch AJ Styles in the balls angle. And you're like, <laughs> what? Just let them wrestle. Don't mi- yeah. fuck your story. I mean, Just let them. Really? But there's, <sighs> there's even other stuff. Like, I don't even mind that as much as I minded like, like the double count outs and like, like, yeah. what are you doing with the bookings? Like, you, you, they're both counted out. Like, yeah, yeah. They're so both that, down and out after both nut shots. Like, this is the worst booking I've ever right. seen in my life. Like, why? Who, Not to who, mention who they did, did that. Oh. They did that after two count out finishes. So they thought, fine, no more count outs. We'll make it a last man standing match. And then they counted both guys out in the ring. It's dude, and and it's I like I just like had my mind blown. Just like, what is this product? Why is this? Why is it the way it is? Like, this is not the WWE I remember at all. No, and, like, and sadly, know, and it's I, irrelevant, right? Because they've signed the biggest TV deal in history. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. So it's irrelevant and, how and shitty the product is. It's, it's it's almost like it now doesn't matter, but nope. it it's it's unfortunate. Like I I like legitimately want it to be good so bad, and like. Yeah, yeah. You want? I want to mark out. I wanna. I want yeah. to want to watch wrestling. I want to be excited to not see a spoiler and come home and watch Raw. But it just doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Anymore. Yeah, it hasn't happened in a long time. And this is the tangent I forgot about when we first started talking. Holy shit! It just came back to me. I was talking about the last big exciting uh, thing in wrestling, and then I forgot what I was talking about, and that was fucking Sting coming to WWE. Oh, and then they messed it up with Triple H? Well, like, yeah, but Triple originally, H. when he first showed up at Survivor Series, uh, that, for me, was probably like the last big surprise moment left in wrestling because oh, everybody yeah. else had crossed over, everybody else had made an appearance, but Sting yeah. never had. I'll never forget the yeah. morning after it happened because here the time difference is the show's on in the middle of the night. So you wake up, uh, and I remember I had a fucking WhatsApp message from some dude who I'm no longer friends with, mostly because of this moment, which said, I see. oh my God, <laughs> Sting. It's like, oh, it's like six in the morning and his text says, oh my God, yeah. sting. And I was like, well, that's fucking ruined for me. And that's the last big support. You know what I mean? That's the last big cool moment left other than like NXT coming up, but that's not the same thing, you know? Oh, by the way, NXT is still sick. NXT is awesome. Yeah. There was a long time where that's all we watched was NXT. Yeah. That's still, that's still a great product. I mean, Triple H runs that. So exactly. And one day, hopefully he'll run the big show, not the wrestler, yeah. but the, you know, the big show. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it, yo, it's great to actually talk wrestling with you too. I mean, like, it's, I know. Uh, this is I know how this we're started. Like, we're, I know this is like now like ha- has uh, completely took a right turn into the a, a different conversation altogether. So hopefully, this isn't going running like well over your time or anything. No, I know no, you don't edit this. No, that's the beauty <laughs> of podcast. There's no editing and there's no time. You know, uh, oh, man, amazing. So, but most of these shows end up diverging into friggin' wrestling, and they're used to that. You know what I mean? So, it's what yeah. happens. It's when you have a common but, interest. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say like there's another thing that another promotion called DDT. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. No, but I, I secretly, I always have been saying like secretly, I think WWE wants to be DDT. DDT is like the most ridiculous wrestling promotion ever, and it, and they they are like pure entertainment. Like if you want to if you want to see like like hilarious booking, but just like hilarious, like just to be hilarious. By the way, Joey. Joey Ryan works the uh, that promotion. If you know Joey Ryan, famous he, dick wrestler. Yeah, yeah, Magic Joey Cock, Ryan. right? Magic Cock. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he, he's one. Of, he's one of the the wrestlers in that promotion. So that should actually give you an idea of what that promotion's all about. Yeah, Jim but, Cornette fucking hates those guys. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Cornette hates everybody. <laughs> That's true. He but does. um, um, I mean, like, but like, <laughs> if you ever watch some of those promotions, it is like laugh out loud hilarious, and I I recommend that you do it. So 
Yeah. I'll give you some more links. All right. Yeah? Sounds great. So, sounds good. They, um, they do some good parodies. Yeah. Well, if we would have done this show a few months ago, this entire room, all the walls were coated in wrestling figures still in the box. <laughs> I had them all pinned to the wall and everything. And then I eventually was like, it's too much, man. But look what I do have it within reach. Uh, the listeners won't get this, but you will. Oh, shit. That's sick. That's right. We got the, <laughs> we got the box of bootios for you folks who can't see it. Oh, man. Yeah. And you can see up above you, my head. What did you put? Autograph Nasty Boys. Autograph Bret Hart. Yeah, actually, yeah. I just I was actually going to make a comment about the the Nasty Boys and the Bret Hart thing. That's right. What did you meet all those guys? Uh, Bret did a thing here in Cardiff. Um, oh like a, no like way! Like a Q and A, and I had one of those legit, as we call them, markout moments where I was kind of uh, like yep. blubbery, and I was because he was like, as a kid, that's my hero, man. Like that was my, oh, I was always my favorite wrestler, always. You have. Dude, you know how you have no idea. Like, see, I wish we would have actually talked back in the day because, like, Bret Hart, like, uh, it was Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, the the Iron Man match was like one of the most defining moments of like my childhood because I watched it with my dad. Right. I think that was, I think that was Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Well, it I, was. You I don't want right to. It was. Yeah, Damn and right. um, holy shit, that was that was an amazing, amazing match. That was crazy. Yeah. It's unbelievable that we never talked about it at the time that we like hung out together. Yeah, we dude, never discussed crazy. it because. But I was always a huge Brett fan. We waited so long to meet him, and I had all these figures in the box and things for him to sign for me. Uh, and the best part was he was fucking killer. Like he was so friendly that you're walking away oh, yeah. and you're, you're just like, that was amazing. But you're kind of shaky and you're kind of like high off it almost. You know the feeling when you meet somebody like that and you're like, yeah, dude. And I, <laughs> I, and I said to him, I was like, oh, the rule is only one one thing signed, but. Would you mind signing this other one too? And he's like, hey man, you were nice enough to wait to meet me. I'll sign whatever you want. Uh, but the best part was when you go up to meet him, he gets up out of his chair, looks you in the eye and shakes your hand and like leads you around to the table Aww. rather than just like sitting there like next paper, sign it, I, yeah. next paper. And he's, and I said to him, you know, oh, I, I grew up watching you. You know, there's, there's no way a wrestling fan can thank you for what you did for us. But like, I grew up watching you, man. It was amazing. Thank you. And Dude. he said, which is smooth, right? That's suave. I was like, all right, we handled the school case so far. And then he said, oh, thank you so much. He's like, you don't sound, uh, you don't sound Welsh. And I was like, no, I grew up near Toronto in Canada. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. And then he said something else. He signed all my shit. We took a picture. Um, and then as I walked away, he said, you make sure you carry that flag for Canada for me here in Wales. And that's when I was kind of like started tearing up. And I'm like, I will, Brett. As I'm walking away, like, you know, because <laughs> your childhood hero's like, you carry that flag <laughs> yeah, for me. I'm yeah. like, I got you, Brett. Yeah. I got you, man. But it was cool to meet him. It, you uh, know, because sometimes yeah. you're scared to meet those people because you're like, if he's not cool, if he's a dick, it's going to fucking, like, I want to meet Ric yeah. Flair. But, and he's always really nice, I've heard, but I'm really, I would be so devastated if he was like a jerk or something. Oh, dude. Because it would, you know, like... there's, I did, however, meet, um, I actually DJed an event. It was a charity event. Uh, and it was uh, to work with Trish Stratus's yoga company. She was also doing the uh, yoga thing, anyways. Right. Ended up being able to to meet her, and I I definitely marked out. Yeah, with of course, that yeah. Like, like, by the way, I'm in. I'm in. You can actually. I'm in her Twitter feed, or sorry, Instagram feed. You can see the picture that uh, was taken on, at that yoga event on her twi- on her uh, Instagram feed. Amazing. And uh, it's still there. So yeah. and I'm still there DJing on it, but um. Yeah, I completely marked out because, like, oh my gosh, like as a as a high school kid, like, come on, Trish Stratus. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I had the biggest crush on Trish, Trish Stratus, and there she is, nicest person you'll ever meet. Yeah, yeah. And she is, she's a super sweetheart, and she got the entire crowd to do my signature wolf howl oh. during the her her yoga thing was oh dude, it was that was like the mark out moment yeah. for me. Like you, 
Yeah, you get all you giddy and you're Brett. like, thanks, Trish. Oh, dude. Wiping tears yeah. away. You're like, thanks, oh, man. Dude. Yeah. And, and by the way, this is before I will forget. I want to call out something. Okay. And uh, um, maybe this is in a... I didn't listen to the entire podcast, but I don't know which one it was. Uh, Just John puts ketchup on his chicken breast. That's that's weird as shit. Yeah, right. Thank you. I'm with you. No, he doesn't acknowledge that he's a weird motherfucker. Ketchup on chicken uh, breast is wrong. Yeah, completely. Like, like you know, I, I, I would be even give him a pass for like you know doing barbecue sauce or something, but like. Well, actually, barbecue sauce would pass. Yeah, but yeah like it would. But ketchup? ketchup? Like pure ketchup on chicken breast. You guys have some weird palates over there. Just man. Johnny, and I'm like, listen, man, you need to eat vegetables. Like, you need to. Imp- yeah. And I'm nobody to talk because I eat too much chocolate and candy and I got a belly. But I eat veggies, oh, I yeah. eat salads, you know what I mean? In that sense, I take care of myself. So I was like, you got to eat some fucking salad or some veggies, man. You got to. You need to do. Because this dude, and he said it on here, so I'm not outing him, he will go like four days without taking a shit. That's not normal. Right? I'm like, dude, that's not normal. And he's like, no, it's fine. That's how I've always been. I'm like, no, it's not normal. That is not okay for you. Um, I'm worried. Just let, let him know that I am worried about him genuinely. I will tell him you you're know. worried for him. He's, that's the tip of the iceberg with that fucking guy. Uh, but yeah, so we'll cut it here. Um, check out P-Chan uh, and Eden Warsaw coming soon to a place near you. Um, and um, yeah. You know, uh, and again, from the original, the original Matt Lee's band, the only, the first band I was ever in, uh, 3D Glasses for Life, buddy. It was uh, 3D Glasses for Life. I get you guys to listen to some 3D Glasses, but nothing exists. Because uh, <laughs> I had one of our gigs on a fucking camcorder cassette, which never got transferred. So we're that old school that tapes of us don't even exist. So you'll just have to take our word for it that 3D Glasses was probably the greatest band in the history of the world. You know. Yep. And can't nobody say different. So, all right, uh, get the fuck off of my podcast. Any last words, Pete Chan? Uh, not much. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Anytime. We'll see you again next time. 